we're on vacation actually back in December of 2020. Was this the fabled Costa Rica trip? That was it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, welcome to Profession Session with Brody Vincent. Got my guest Stephen Gregory here. Stephen, great to have you. Great to be here. Really great to have you. Cheers, brother. Cheers. So we're not sponsored, but we've got a couple Coronas here. We're kicking back, having a good time. But Stephen, I wanted to have you on to talk about what you do for a living right now. So I feel like you have a very interesting perspective in what you do and that you have this business that you kind of built on your own. And then now you have a job that you're doing that's taking most of your time kind of full time. Right. But you still have that business kind of running on the side. Right. Yeah. So 20 January of 2021, uh, me and, uh, Andrew started our company Tarpon home services and, uh, we came up with the unique idea of basically like a monthly handyman route kind of, but it's, you know, it's like, you know, upkeep as well. Cause a lot of our clients, most of them are on, on or at the beach, you know, very close. And, uh, there's a lot of upkeep, like a lot more than you'd expect, um, with like all the salt and stuff like that. And so oh yeah, okay. that's where we kind of got like the monthly deal was cause like a lot of people were asking to do like these reoccurring jobs for them. And so it was like, all right, well let's, you know, it kind of just eventually turned into let's do like, you know, we'll come out and spend so many hours a month. Like we have packages where it's, you know, four, six, eight hours a month, you know, different price ranges and stuff like that. So you started your own company, Tarpon Home Services, along with Andrew. Right. Uh, Started as a monthly handyman route. Right. That was, uh, yeah, a little over a year ago. Yeah. And, um, so we went from, doing all of the work ourselves basically to, um, where we're at now, which is basically, we've got, um, a buddy of mine that I ran cross country with, uh, in college. We, uh, we've got him, we hired him on maybe six months ago, six months ago. Yeah. We hired him on and, um, I kind of showed him the ropes. He's still, you know, a little iffy, but he's handling it for the most part. The, we kind of went from doing monthly and we would do obviously to make some money we do you know custom closets and stuff like that and uh yeah basically he's just running it for us and me and Andrew kind of uh went and got our own separate gigs because we realized we didn't really have to be there to be making money from this which is sick I mean the way we have it set up right now is um we make like about five six dollars an hour of every hour he works that's awesome. Is, so like, he's basically making his own hourly and you yeah. guys just kind of, right. for lack of better terms, just kind of subcontract him out, but through your own company. Yeah, pretty much. Um, excuse me. He's just a, uh, I mean, he's just an employee for the company and being in management positions where we're at, it's, I mean, it's kind of like uh, passive. It's passive, like kind yeah. Of passive. Just kind of a passive we're, we're thing. We're kind of passive with it. I mean, he'll call me once or twice a week with questions, you know, Hey, how do, you want, how do you want to price this? How do you want to do this? 
Um, and for the most part, I handle a lot of the estimates. He's getting, we're, we're working on getting him to the point where he can understand like the whole pricing, you know, time and materials. And then especially for like special projects, which, which is a lot of what he's doing right now. Um, this time of year kind of, like people are kind of slow. So it kind of gets to where they want to do more home improvement, which is kind of like one-time things. Yeah, exactly. Cause so. it seems like you kind of, you start as this like maintenance kind of upkeep kind of thing but you've gotten into more and more like contracting type things where like you mentioned the building the big shelves and the closets yeah. and stuff like that yeah it kind of so originally we started out doing that and so i've been doing this gig for three four years and um just with the same clients on repeat kind of started um and then we started you know getting bigger and doing like bigger contracting jobs we were subcontracting our jobs to other people people were subbing us on jobs and oh, wow. uh, yeah and then it got to the point where it was like all right this is getting a little a little too much cuz you know there's you have to have a scope of work basically it's like we can't just offer everything we have to mm -hmm. pick a certain thing and be good at it and that's kind of where we fell into the idea of like a monthly monthly kind of route basically or subscription almost yeah it's, I mean, especially for our clients at the beach, it's like they constantly need stuff done because of like the salt and I mean, it's a good model. You have a better idea of what you're going to make every month too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's standard, you know, for six hours a month, it's like, you know, we charge, I think like three twenty or something like that a month for that. And, uh, if they want anything over their agreed six hours and it's additional services, which we charge like. 50 something an hour. I think it's 56 or 57 an hour for it. And that's kind of a standard rate, like mm -hmm. for whatever project you're doing. Yeah, no, for that kind of work. Yes. Um, sometimes we'll quote by job if it's like bigger stuff. Um, obviously if somebody wants, you know, any kind of carpentry or anything like that, then we go, you know, we'll, we'll special, we'll charge that separately instead of just adding additional services. It's like, it's a higher level. skill level thing. Right. Exactly. If they want more of the same kind of thing, like say they happen to have more work that month then it's like, okay, cool. That's, you know, the same and we'll charge whatever. And, uh, yeah, no, if it's like a bigger, like skilled job, um, well then you have to charge for like a bigger, you have to charge for the skills and stuff like that. So, and it would probably have to be you or Andrew doing it versus the guy that you've brought on to help yeah, you out and, with stuff. And we're working on that, Joe. He's he's pretty handy. Um, we're we're getting to we're getting him into like the carpentry and stuff like that, and he's had like some painting experience. So nice. So you got him in early and just kind of are building his talent from there. Exactly. He's kind of in the position that I was in when I first started doing this which is like, you know, he would go do odd jobs for people for cash, which when I was a senior in high school, that's what I did. Um, I worked in the restaurant industry. I hated it. And uh, you're just like, what else can yeah, I do? I like, yeah, forget that. And so I started like, you know, building furniture and stuff like that for fun. And then um, uh, one of my buddies moved away to college and he was like, hey, can you like make sure you like upkeep this guy's stuff for me? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? you know, extra hundred bucks a week. I would love that. You know, yeah. 17 years old. I was like, yeah, hundred bucks a week. Sounds amazing. And so, uh, you don't have to wash any dishes. You don't have to serve anyone. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. And so that was, uh, that was awesome. And, uh, then, you know, he just started referring me to friends and then their friends would refer me. And so, uh, it got to just a solid thing. And then, yeah, we went to, uh, well, I was just rolling with it. And then me and Andrew had this idea of, uh, starting it together and uh we're on vacation actually back in december of 2020 was this the fabled costa rica trip that was it nice. yeah yeah so we were in uh costa rica and i got a call from one of my clients he's like hey 
Uh, one of my one of my buddies is moving into the uh, penthouse at uh, the Casa Verano building in Jack's Beach, which is like the biggest, tallest con like condo uh, building in the beach. And he's like, he needs it completely like remodeled. Like he wants it updated, remodeled, everything. And he's like, I want you guys to do it. And I was like, sounds big like job. That's it. That's it. And I was like, this is it. This is our start right here. And so that kind of gave us a little boost that we needed for you know some startup money and stuff like that. And Nice. Yeah, we started up and been rolling. We did some big contracting jobs, and I mean, we were doing everything. It was getting crazy. We were getting to the point where it was like, oh, hey, like my concrete deck in the backyard is like slipping five inches. <clears throat> and we were like, he was like, oh, can you raise this for me? I was like, oh, absolutely, we can do it. And then we got into the situation where it was like, okay, I don't really know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a big, like super expensive, like, it was like he had like these big coral pavers that were like, you know, 12 by 24s or something like that and we got to that position where it's like all right we got it we got to tone this down man i can't we can't be doing any more just anything and everything i mean we ended up subbing it out because uh andrew and uh he worked at a tile shop oh yeah and uh so he was working for the tile shop and so we just ended up subbing it out to one of the guys that he knew like one of the uh installers and we're like all right dude like you know we'll get every we'll get it raised back up but when it comes to laying it stuff back down like yeah that was it and so in, in a case like that where you do have to end up subbing it out, are you kind of adding a little ad, like an administrative fee, so to speak, yeah, on top uh, of like yeah. the original cost? Yeah, usually we get 10 to 15%. That's pretty good. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. Um, I mean, there's something to be said for just like the, the word of mouth that you built mm-hmm. and like the the yeah. kind of customers coming in yeah, based off that's, of that. That is like the biggest part of it too is because like if you get, you know, you know, your people that you want to sub jobs out to, say you have like a tile job or something like that, if you always use the same guy, like you're just constantly going to get referred. And it's the connections. I mean, we got to the point where it was like, if ever we had a flooring job, we would sub out our guy Eli and stuff like that. And it's just like, we constantly went with it. And so honestly, the, like the connections is like a big part of subbing jobs out. Um, that's what, like sometimes there's a job you know you can do. And it's like, yeah, but if I sub it out to this guy, he'll do it. I'll still make some money and we'll get connections further down the road. So it's like, makes it a little easier on us that we don't actually have Cause to. Because he might be a little bit more of a specialist at it. And, you exactly. know, he'll do like a, a quicker exactly. job at it. Exactly. And the thing is, is like whoever hired me, it's like my name. You know, these people might even be better at me, like better than me at this job. So it's like, if I get the contract and I sub it out, sub some of the work out at least, my name's still on that. And so I still get the reference. And they get the reference too, so it's like there you double, go, double win, basically. So, what was the point that you? So you said it was like in 2021, you kind of decided to do it with Andrew, who was your partner, and starting it. What was it that made you decide, like after it had been a little bit of a gig for a while, mm-hmm. to to make it official like that and make it like an actual company? Uh, it was when we got that call in Costa Rica. Um, You're just like, we can get yeah. the big jobs. Yeah, it was like, all right, this is what, like, we've been thinking about it since I think it was, I mean, I've been wanting it to go serious for over a year at that point, but um, Andrew started working with me full time in like August of 2020, and uh, we were kind of just waiting for the right moment, you know, getting a good client base and stuff like that, and then uh, we got that call and we got the penthouse job, and we were on that we were working that for a month straight, and it was like, all right, this is our constant. Oh, that, that's a huge job. Exactly, dude. I mean, it was a, it was like a six thousand foot square, uh, six thousand square foot penthouse. It wow, was, it was huge. Damn. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah. I feel like you get to see some cool stuff. 
doing oh, yeah. projects like that. Oh, it was crazy, crazy stuff. This guy was a little like on the cheap side, not with paying people, mm-hmm. but like he didn't want to do stuff the, like the right way necessarily. Gotcha. Was like, oh, wanted to cut some corners. Me. Yeah, exactly. If you could save me money here, I was like, I mean, if you want to do it that way, we can do it that way. It's not how I'd do it, but sure, if it makes yeah. you happy. But um, yeah, no, we got that call and it was like, all right, well, here's our study. You know, we we're making like a thousand bucks a week doing that. Really? Yeah. It was uh, February, ended up being the beginning of February all the way through like, I want to say we finished March 11th or something like that. So nice. Yeah. It was just constant flow and we were like, all right, cool. We'll just put it away, put it away, put it away. And then we finally got to work. We had our other client base of like monthly, weekly people. And then um, we got money from contracting jobs. And so we were like, all right, this is it. Let's do it. Um, Cause I mean, I wasn't in school at that point. I kind of took a break, um, back in like fall of 2020 was my life when it all went online with COVID and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I don't really, Just I can't kick this up a little bit yeah. more. I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, why not go for it now? And so we decided to start going for it and we got that opportunity and, uh, well, we went for it and it was Which going made great. Sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, so then flash forward a little bit, cause I know this was more recent, but you started, it's full-time, right? This mm-hmm. other job. So you started a full-time job pretty recently. I want to say like towards the end of last year. Yeah. Is that was, right? Uh, November. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that job. What was kind of the process of hearing about that, starting that? And right. what does that job look like? So back in like September um, of last year, September or August of last year, um, a friend of my parents uh, basically asked me if I was, looking for a job and I said, you know, now I kind of got my own thing going. And, um, he told me uh, about this job now, which is contracting for the Navy and, um, basically working on the littoral combat ships out at Mayport and there's some traveling to it. And, uh, so I kind of blew him off for a couple months and then, um, like November, October, um, kind of got tired of doing all of, you know, all of the work because, you know, I was showing up and physically doing the work and I was handling all of the administrative side. Um, and I was kind of getting tired of it. And uh, so I called him up. And I was like, hey, if you're still looking for somebody, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And and the the company that I work for now, Duke Marine Engineering, um, they he basically are trying to build a base in Jacksonville because, you know, there's they have – you know, at all the naval bases in the country, they're basically like a staple. Um, and Mayport is one of the ones that just recently started getting a lot of work, you know, like the availabilities for work. Because, you know, the ships may be in there, but they not, don't necessarily have like availabilities for work and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so Steve offered me the job. He's like, you know, basically we're looking for just competent people that are um, – you know, used to working with contractors and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I took, took the job and, uh, had like a week of training with like shipyard training and shipyard safety and all that kind of stuff, even though we don't work in the shipyards typically. But, uh, yeah, basically right now I manage a team of engineers and I'm a foreman and I mean, I still do like the administrative side and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, no, I mean... It's so a lot of, like, being on the job site, just yeah. kind of making sure that everyone's doing what they're yeah, supposed exactly. to be doing. There's, like, a whole... I mean, it's a complicated process with, like, 
all the hoops you have to jump through with the Navy. I mean, once you get on board, you have to go talk to this guy, you have to go talk to this guy, you have to talk to your contractor, you have to make sure everything's in place before you do it. And basically the guys that, are, that work under me are there to do the work physically, and I'm the one that jumps through the hoops pretty much. So I have to talk to the work authorization coordinator, the prime contractor, um, make sure ships force can support us and stuff like that. A lot of so, moving pieces. A lot of moving pieces. A lot of pretty pretty pointless hoops that you got to jump through, if I'm being completely honest. But, I mean, I love it. There's a lot of that in every industry, though. I mean, it's just over the top with the Navy. Um, yeah. Anything military, I feel like, <clears throat> would be. Oh, it, I mean, there's like... Like, all of our tools that we use, just, like, I'm talking regular, like, tools, like, measuring or, like, power tools have to be, like, calibrated. Like, you have to send them in to be calibrated. Wow. So like, to like, a third party? Yeah. You have to send wow. them in once a year to get calibrated. So, like, our torque wrenches and stuff like that are, like, literally, like, cal like digital calipers and stuff like that. We have to send them in to get calibrated so we know that they're, like, 100% correct. Like, that's how serious the Navy is about their stuff. Now, do they send everything in at once? During the year, or is it nah, like we'll, we'll send points? it through? Because I mean, we have multiple of whatever we need. There's like, I mean, when I get to work, there's like in the shop itself, there's just like, I mean, basically cabinets full, locked cabinets full of all of this insanely expensive, like, um, whether they're like, you know, different m kinds of meters and stuff like that. But yeah, no, so they all have to get calibrated for <clears throat> depends on whether we're. Uh, we could be calibrating a switchboard and stuff like that, which was cool. I mean, like like doing a lot of the electrical work a lot more than the mechanical work, but you know, um, but that's Jacksonville. Like, I mean, the the traveling side of it is awesome. Uh, I just got back from San Diego, and uh, that's a whole lot different there. I mean, How so? So much laid, so much more laid back. That's cool. Um, so in in Jacksonville at Mayport, we do what's called CMAV corrective maintenance availabilities. Um, which is basically something's broken and we have to fix it. We have to figure out why it broke. Um, long, it's a long process. Um, jobs can take us a week or two. Um, longs I've had was we worked on a crane and like a, you know, overhead crane inside the hangar bay of the ship took us like a month and a half to work on. And, uh, that kind of work is, I mean, it's physically intense. Like it's just a pain and it's, it's a pain. And, uh, out in San Diego, they do what's called PMAV preventative maintenance availabilities and, uh, preventative maintenance is, you know, the same thing as changing oil in your car, uh, basically just making sure nothing goes wrong. Um, like a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it is like, you know, opening up cabinets to like switchboards and all sorts of stuff, making sure nothing's fried, there's no burn marks, you know, there's nothing's loose, no loose connections. And, um, and in general, I feel like you would just be with the, the pert or with the corrective maintenance, rather, you're probably just kind of also like always in crisis. Oh, mode. absolutely. Like it's always crisis absolutely. mode, like timeline. It's always aspect. critical. It's yeah. always critical. I mean, we'll get, we had a job where a ship didn't get delayed because we weren't done. Like, I mean, deployed. A ship didn't get deployed because we weren't done. So wow. It's like stuff like that. And that, but, like, I mean, it's be, I mean, it's also because, you know, it wasn't exactly what they told us was wrong with it. You know, we fixed what they told us what was wrong with it. Like, this is a crane that I was talking about that took a month and a half. Is like, all right, they told us that this is the issue with the crane, you know, like the uh, limit switches were off or something. So we changed out the limit switches on it, uh, which basically tells you, the limit switches tell you where you're at on the track, basically. Once you hit one, you know you've reached the end of the track. Gotcha. And so they're like, oh, the oh, limit. That sounds important. You don't want a crane yeah. just going off oh, the Oh, it, it literally, if there's no limit switches, it'll just fall right off the track. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so we fixed all those and <clears throat> basically it was like, all right, well, that's not your issue because we're still getting, you know, it doesn't know where it, the crane doesn't know where it's at basically, gotcha. so you can't control it. And then we ended up fixing it completely and then the issue was like just the amount of weight of the crane was actually like bending and so the teeth of like um, basically like the gears that it rides on I mean it was so heavy it was bent to where the gears weren't touching wow at all. so it's like they don't even realize that kind of thing but yeah that I mean I mean that ship missed its deployment because I mean it wasn't our fault but you know it Stuff like that. But, yeah, no, like, uh, out in San Diego, it's so laid back. I mean, a lot of it is just, like, inspections and um, changing, like, zincs and different uh, systems. Like, they use seawater to cool all of their systems, like, um, you know, engine coolant and stuff like that. It's all seawater because that's what they have, you know, available to them, obviously. The salt in that doesn't cause any problems? It does. So that's why we put these zinc anodes in them, like Uh long zinc, just zinc rods, basically pure zinc, and then the corrosion basically adheres to the zinc it attacks the zinc rather than anything uh. else and so you know every three you know some summer every three months some are every half a year every year and then um some of them are like every month you have to change the zincs on different it depends on how much they get used but yeah it's like a lot more laid laid back because when i was in san diego we'd have 60 or 70 jobs like contracts in a day and i mean it sounds overwhelming but you get there and it's like you know, we'll go change the zincs on this, you know, AC unit. And that's like five, one thing takes five. Yeah. This one job takes five minutes. Take, take two, two zincs out of the in bells and then put them in. It's like, so you just get like minutes. a list of things and you're just kind of running through yeah. it. Basically. I mean, basically, yeah, we get what's called MRCs. Um, uh, mechanic. Oh no. What are they called? Uh, mechanic report cards or something like that. And, um, Basically, we get MRCs, and we get, like, 70 MRCs a day. Okay. And we have to follow each one. It's like, open this up, inspect it, or change these zincs. And a little like, checklist to get Yeah, there. it's literally, we call them checks. They're <laughs> literally just, like, checks. You're done after that. And yeah, that sounds pretty casual. <clears throat> and then if there's an issue, you inspect it, and there's an issue, you can't complete your check, there's something wrong, uh, you write what's called a CFR, Condition Found Report, file that, and then send it off to them. It's like, all right, well, not my problem anymore. I mean, they do have, they can like hire us for do, to do the CMAV because that's where the PMAV turns into CMAV is where you can't do it. And so there's something wrong with it. Obviously it needs to be fixed. So it turns then into you CMAV. It. Exactly. Okay. So then, you know, it's, it's up to them whether they want to hire us for it or not, but it was so much more laid back there too. And just a super fun, like working environment. Like, um, the guys at the shop, all are, you know, 20s, in between, I'd say 20 to the youngest guy was 19 and wow. the oldest guy was like 35. Okay. So there's like nice. 12 of them. Super cool. Wait, it's, you know, a, a lot bigger than we have here, but uh, so much more chill. I mean, we do like stuff off the books for our prime contractor where we're like, you know, hey, we'll hydro your hoses, which is basically pressure testing their like big hoses. Um, you know, we'll do that after work, like whatever. We'll take them home with us, take them back to the shop with us for a 30 rack. Oh, nice. So every day that I was there, we were like high drawing hoses. It took like 30 minutes after work, but still our prime would like the guy in charge or whatever, the WAF coordinator would be like, all right, like follow me out of the car. I'm like, all right, we'll pick up his hoses, pick up a 30 rack, go back to the shop. All of us are just crushing beers. And Bartering. Like, yeah, we're just at its like, finest. I mean, it's a hands on. It's hands on for sure. But, uh, you know, it takes everybody involved. Um, 
But hands I mean, it's, it's not bad when we, yeah, exactly, hands <laughs> on beer. Yeah. Well, no, we were all just kind of chilling, shooting the shit, you know, drinking beer. It's not hard work. Yeah. Um, but it definitely helps when you have like a bunch of people and everybody was down for it. So we just basically all just sat around drinking beer at the end of the day, every day at the shop. And, you know, I mean, we, we worked one night until like we had to do, uh, clean some filter bags for, uh, the gas turbines and, uh, basically like the exhaust filter bags and, uh, took like 45 minutes with all 12 of us and uh apparently normally it takes like three hours but we were all just like in such a great mood like we were just chilling we ended up working to like 8 30 or something like that one night but i mean it was fine yeah um, nothing serious but it's just so much more laid back like i love it out there. i would cool. love to work out there again um so what determined <laughs> you going to work out there versus having started here is it kind of just like whatever contract the company has at any given moment. Yeah. So it's like, for that. it's like the availabilities for the ships. So we had, um, we were supposed to have, um, some ships in Jacksonville the past month. And then technically not supposed to say this, but some things going on we elsewhere. Yes. Ships going, has ships having to be deployed frantically, uh, unplanned. Gotcha. So um, people, I think people can kind of just use their imagination to fill in what that yeah, might be. I don't think, I don't think it's a big deal, but yeah. yeah, no, some ships, you know, we were supposed to have availabilities and they're like, Oh, we need you to get deployed. And so like, you know, deployment unexpectedly. And so, you know, we didn't have any availabilities in Jacksonville. So it was like, all right, you know, either take the week off of work or go to San Diego. And I was like, I'll go to San Diego. San Diego sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to do have I me mean, the same thing supposed to happen, uh, three weeks from now. And San Diego again or somewhere else. It's either going to be San Diego or it's going to be Guam. Whoa. Yeah. Guam so, sounds fun. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. I'm very excited. But that's the thing <laughs> nice. is like we work in San, like mainly um, the type of work that we do, like for the most part is, you know, PMAV or CMAV, which is in San Diego, Mayport, Guam and Singapore. And then we do like some of the building in the actual shipyards, like when the Navy ships are getting built. Uh, we do that in like Marinette. And then um, we're actually building our company is building the new cutters for the uh, Coast Guard and Panama City, so we might have some work there soon too. <clears throat> so it could be one of a, a lot of different places. Yeah, really. you'll yeah. probably get to do like a lot of good travel coming up. Oh, I, exactly. I'm stoked for it too. I mean, San Diego is awesome. If all of like the experiences are going to be that good, I'm I'm stoked for it. I mean, it was such a good environment to work in compared to here. I mean, here there's you know about half the size of San Diego, which is fine because they're just starting out. Um, and it's intense with all the. The CMAV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's way more intense. But um, the, the the managers here, my bosses here are, you know, they're all like kind of crotchety old guys, which... Hard asses. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, they're cool outside of work. Love them. But, I mean, when we get in there, it's like, go, go, go. Yeah. Go. And uh, it can get a little tiring. I mean, back before I went to San Diego, we were working 55, 60 hours a week. Wow. Yeah. So that got pretty intense, but... <clears throat> yeah, no, San Diego was like, I was still working, you know, we'd work like 12 hour days. We had like a couple 14 hour days, but it's like, we're, I mean, it's just so much more laid back. It didn't even feel like I was working. I was just hanging out with the guys That's like cool. most of the time. Cause I mean, a lot of time it like, That's what you want. Oh, exactly. And a lot of time, like you don't realize it, but like a lot of my job is like waiting on the Navy. Cause it's okay. like, we have to I make sure that. that like ships force can like support us. And so a lot of it's just like sitting around and waiting. And we ended up having to do like a lot of that in San Diego. I did a decent amount of that. But, you know, it's like, hey, we have to have one of the, you know, one of like a uh, 
Chang here, like a chief engineer, to like watch us do this. And it's like, all right, this guy won't be available for three more hours. Yeah. So it's like, we'll go do other stuff, but it's like, you know, there's only so much we can do before we have to get him there to like watch us do all, like administer mm-hmm. all of the other stuff that we're doing. But, um, so what have been some of the biggest challenges of going from being there to manage Tarpon Home Services all the time to kind of having to run it from the background a little bit? Um, honestly, one of the issues that I've like kind of dealt with the most is it sounds kind of bad, but having somebody that I can like fully trust to like do like a really good job. Like, well, cause like you said earlier, you're putting your name on everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the biggest part. And, um, like, like Joe, I've taught him, he was already pretty handy and I've taught him, you know, just about everything that I could, you know, in the amount of time. But, you know, there's some jobs where it's like, he's like, Hey, like Anthony wants me to do this. I'm like, dude, I don't really trust you to do that. Nothing against you but he could just hire like an actual company to do that for you. And you don't even have to worry about it. Plus he's like, cause some of the stuff is like kind of stupid. It's like, Hey, like I need you to like drive over here and like pick up a bouncy house or something. It's like, dude. Oh really? Yeah. Like, and that's just like, Oh, he can't think of anybody else to do it. So yeah. He's just calling us. I'm like, Joe, just have him hire a company, dude. Like you're gonna have to drive two hours to pick it up, two hours to get here, two hours to set it up, two hours to break it down. I'm like, dude, yeah. dude just don't mess with it. It's not all. really in line with, what you're doing exactly, anyway. Exactly. It's like, I don't even know how to charge for that. Like, <clears throat> honestly. Yeah, what are they going to ask you to pick up their groceries next? That's what I'm saying, dude. Pick up like, their kid from daycare. <clears throat> I was like, so the issue is, is like <clears throat> people kind of being in the position where it's like, oh, hey, can you do this like real quick? And then, you know, if he knows for sure he can do it, he'll do it. But there's some things where he'll call me and be like, hey, do you think I should do this? I'm like, you got to make a judgment call. Yeah. It's like, honestly, they can hire somebody else to do that. Or mm-hmm. we can sub somebody, we can sub it out to somebody else, but that's just extra hoops for everybody to jump through. So most of the time it's like, all right, just, I mean, honestly, just tell them to find somebody else, which yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, it, it, like the amount that we're losing versus like the actual like pain, like of dealing with it and, you know, the labor costs and materials and all that stuff. It's And it's the potential that. for something to just go wrong exactly. and you're not there to address it. Exactly. You don't want that. Dude, that is by far the biggest thing is like liability like yeah by far always been the biggest issue like we'll have jobs where it's like oh like i need you to climb up on this 12 foot a frame ladder and like paint this and like mm, i don't know about that like there's like a lot like i mean i trust myself to do that kind of stuff or like you know hey i need you to climb up in my living room and change this you know ceiling fan and light out for me and if you're doing it it's only your own liability that you're worrying about exactly and and like like me like i've done plenty of that stuff but like andrew and like joe like you know we had like a this woman wanted to change a like a light in her ceiling and she had like 20 foot ceilings or something oh wow crazy ceilings in her living room and uh I was like, yeah, I'd have to have like a pretty crazy, I'd have, first of all, I have to like rent an A-frame ladder. And then it's like, you know, like the liability of like, you know, what if we drop this? Um, We'll have to pay to replace it. What if one of us falls? And it's like, honestly, I'd rather just not deal with it. And same with that penthouse that we did. He had uh, like crystal chandeliers he wanted us to put in. 
And we did, we did two of them. Mm-hmm. Or no, we did three of them. But I mean, these things were like Swarovski crystals. Like there was some, like the one that we were. Something goes wrong there. That's a lot Dude, it was like of money. The one that we did in like his uh, like dining room was like a $12,000 chandelier. Wow. Yeah. With all, I mean, it was 298 crystals. So we had to like, you have to like, they come like with a uh, little wire. You have to put them on the little bracket and bend the wire. Each, every single one of them. Because wow. that's how they ship it. And uh, luckily they sent like three extra crystals because Andrew dropped three of them. Oh, my God. He dropped three of them. And I was <laughs> like, dude, I, I don't want to. This is the last one of these. We're doing. Yeah. So like even uh, he called me like like two or three months ago, this guy with a penthouse. And he's like, hey, um, I really like the chandelier, but I want to move it. Can you move it for me? And I just was like, dude, I'm not accepting that liability. Like we... We did that last time. It was honestly super stressful. Like we put like blankets and everything down around us. Like as dude, I'm not like I don't like I if I can't get out there to do it myself, like I don't really know if I want like Joe to get out there and do it. Right. Which nothing against Joe. I love Joe. He's a great kid. He's super good at what he does, but it's like it's just a lot. I mean, because we looked up these crystals, they're like 300 bucks a piece for mm-hmm. like some of these crystals because they're all different. And it's like, you know, two of the ones Andrew dropped were like 90 something bucks, and one of them was like 200 and something. It's like, you know, just for replacements. We were hitting on something that I have personally observed is a very common challenge for all business owners, which is like, the process of delegating more and more. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties and the end of our interview here got corrupted. The file got corrupted. So instead of showing you the wrap up of this interview, I'm just gonna end it with this handsome guy. Thanks for watching Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vincent. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, or TikTok at Profession Session on all channels. You can also find my guest from this episode at the tag and details of this post. Stay tuned for new episodes and short little clips of deep dives into specific topics across all of our channels. If you know a young standout professional business owner or entrepreneur with a unique interesting story dm us anywhere and let us know and they may be the next to tell it here on profession session until next time stay focused stay hustling and stay networking this has been profession session